Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Time to get you dialed into the biggest stories of the day. This is The Daily 10 with Matt Chernoff. All right, everybody, here we go. It's time for the Monday edition of the Daily 10. That means it's your friend Matt back again, and we're ready to take you on our 10-minute sports journey together today. Here's what's coming up on our Rhodes Group rundown. It's brought to you by the Rhodes Group. You ask, who is the Rhodes Group? Well, the Rhodes Group is the independent insurance agency that I trust to get me and my family the best home and car insurance rates. Because as the old saying goes, time is money. And as insurance rates continue rising faster than ever, it's so important that you get at least 10 insurance quotes to make sure you're getting the best policy. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours trying to do it yourself, and the likelihood is you're going to make a mistake along the way. Let the pros at the Rhodes Group do the shopping for you. That'll always provide you with peace of mind, which brings comprehensive collision, uninsured motorist coverage, third-party liability, all the things that you think you know about, but trust me, folks, you might miss a big step along the way. Get in touch with the independent insurance agency I trust at the Rhodes Group to get your policy done right. They have set up a landing page for our listeners where you can go directly to get those 10 home and car insurance quotes in just 10 minutes. Go to Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff. Again, that's R-H-O-A-D-S, Rhodes-Group.com slash churnoff. Or call them directly to get the quotes at 678-341-9667 for the Rhodes Group. Well, the Falcons were losers yesterday at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 29-25 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's another bad loss for this Falcon team and another bad loss for Arthur Smith. We'll add those up and tell you where we stand coming up. Plus, if I had a college football time machine, I would set you guys up with the most fun college football weekend of your life. And we'll tell you how the Shohei Otani record contract with the Dodgers actually affects the Braves and Braves fans. Plus, the Braves made a move that we'll discuss as well. All of that coming up in a moment. But first, I want to welcome a new partner to the Daily 10 family. It's a company I trusted to do great work in my home. I'm talking about USA Insulation. Did you folks know that roughly 90% of homes are under-insulated? That matters this time of year because it's really cold outside. You pay a lot for your home, so you want the cold to stay outside and the heat to remain inside. I had Ryan and USA Insulation come out to my home and install their premium foam, and we've seen the difference in how my home feels during the cold winter months as well as the hot summer months. Plus, we continue to enjoy the savings each and every month when it comes to our heating and cooling costs. Some homeowners report saving between 30 and 50% when their entire home is insulated. USA Insulation is the only company that provides USA Premium and Jackson Foam to your existing walls. Plus, you're going to get up to a $1,200 tax credit for insulation this year, and USA Insulation will match that $1,200 tax credit for whole home packages. USA Insulation will always provide free inspections and free consultations. Go to usainsulation.net. That's usainsulation.net. Mention the Daily 10 when you get in touch with them. As I told you, the Falcons lost to the Bucks 29-25 yesterday at Mercedes-Benz. So the Falcons now dropped to 6-7 and seven overall. 
Tampa improves to six and seven. The Saints won on Sunday, beating Carolina, so they're six and seven. Isn't it exactly the way the awful NFC South should be? It's another bad loss for the Falcons and a bad look for Arthur Smith. A couple of things from yesterday. If I was asking Arthur Smith two questions after this game, I'd say, number one, how do you call a play that has Desmond Ritter taking a deep drop on play action that puts him in the end zone? Knowing the quarterback is hesitant in the pocket, he pumped the ball, doesn't make quick decisions sometimes, which led to a safety. And the safety is an obvious outcome right there. If the safety doesn't happen, who knows what the rest of the game looks like. But theoretically, it would play out that it would have been a 27-24 game, meaning the Falcons wouldn't have gone for two. Tampa would have had 27 instead of 29. And the Falcons on their final drive could have had Youngway Koo with a potential field goal that could have tied the game instead of having to score a touchdown to win the game. That's back-to-back weeks where the Falcons have allowed a safety. And both play calls by Arthur Smith very questionable. Also, how does your quarterback not know to throw the ball in the end zone on the final play of the game? Again, a bad look and a reflection of the head coach and the play caller in Arthur Smith. Anywho, that bad loss adds to a trend of bad losses for Arthur Smith and the Falcons. Smith now 20-27 and 27 overall in his three seasons with the Falcons. Here are his records after week 14 in each of the last three seasons. 2021, the Falcons were 6-7. and seven. 2022, they were 5-8. and eight. And this season, they're 6-7. and seven. Now, remember, this was the season where you added so much because you had the salary cap space. This was the season where it was the third straight top 10 draft pick all in the offensive side that were supposed to all contribute. But here we are after 13 games, and the Falcons have bad home losses to the Washington Commanders, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, the context matters. A, Washington's been horrific since they beat the Falcons, so you lost to Sam Howell. You lost to Josh Dobbs in Minnesota after he'd only been on the job for four days, didn't even know the playbook, and you lost at home now to Baker Mayfield, who, all, by the way, did not play very well in this game yesterday. You also have bad road losses at Tennessee and Arizona, meaning you lost to Will Levis in his uh, first career start and Kyler Murray in his first game back in a year since ACL surgery. If this Falcon team was coached better, I really believe they'd have three or four more wins. I have no doubts about that. They're 6-7, and seven, which is about what an Arthur Smith team looks like it's always going to be. Give this same roster and schedule, and that's the big deal, the schedule. It's not a great roster, but it's a very manageable schedule. Give it to Mike McDaniel or Sean Payton. Give it to Kyle Shanahan or Mike, or, uh, Mike LaFleur. Give it to anybody who's just, let's say, middle of the pack as far as a head coach, and this Falcon team is 9-4. and four. Or 8-5. and five. At worst, I have no doubt. We're almost three full years into the Arthur Smith tenure, and the Falcons still haven't won three games in a row. And now they're right back in the tie, in the muck and the mire of the NFC South lead with the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks and the New Orleans Saints. The Falcons are in Charlotte on Sunday to face the 1-12 Panthers in a game that I won't call a must-win, but I'm going to call it a can't-lose if you want to try to win this crummy division. All right. I want to talk about uh, how I can make your college football dreams come true if I had a time machine. We'll do that in a moment. First, let me do some bragging on the Daily Draft in downtown Woodstock. I hope you spent a weekend checking out the Daily Draft. It's right in the heart of all the bars and restaurants in downtown Woodstock on Main Street. If you didn't, you missed out. Now, if you're in Woodstock, easy to get to. You can do it tonight on a Monday night. Do it on a Thursday night for football. Do it on a Saturday or Sunday. But if you live in Let's say Roswell, your closest can be. You live in Milton or Alpharetta. You're a hop, skip, and a jump away. 
Same thing if you're in Canton or Kennesaw. Check out the best big screen in the Burbs. You'll find nowhere else but the Daily Draft. You'll find the beer wall that is awesome for self-serve taps for grabbing what you want when you want. And a craft beer bar. And a brand new menu. And two stories of great views of all the games you want to enjoy. That's what they have on tap at the Daily Draft. Follow them on Instagram or Facebook for all the goings on. You can always check out their website for menu details and more at thedailydraft.net. I'm a little bummed that this weekend upcoming, we don't have a big college football Saturday to look forward to. Now, I think bowl season might kick off. I believe it does. But you know the the secondary bowls are not going to grab people's attention. If this was a year from now, if I had my time machine and I set the time circuits on and the flux capacitor fluxing, we would have our 12-team playoff getting ready to get underway with four huge winner-go-home games to look forward to on Saturday. Here's what the schedule would look like. And my, I'm going to give you my best guess on some uh, kickoff times just to give you a little FOMO. Uh, number five-seeded FSU would host number 12, Oklahoma. Number six, Georgia would host number 11, Ole Miss. Number seven, Ohio State would host number 10, Penn State. And number eight, Oregon would host number nine, Missouri. Now, I'm going to tell you this. The Mickey Mouse committee would jimmy with the rankings, so Ole Miss and Penn State would probably flip-flop, meaning you get Georgia against Penn State and Ohio State against Ole Miss. There's no need for rematches in round one of the playoff when those two teams met. Both of those, Georgia met Ole Miss in the regular season and Ohio State played Penn State in the regular season. So this is what I'm going to tell you a TV schedule would look like if I was setting the game times for the schedule and the networks. Florida State-Oklahoma could play at noon. Georgia-Penn State at 3.30 in Athens. Ohio State and Ole Miss from Columbus at 6.30. And Oregon-Missouri at 9.30. That's an incredible four games on a Saturday with all winner-go-home stakes. But let me give you a tweak. What if college football did a game on Friday night the way they do with the Pac-12 championship and then three games on Saturday? In other words, Oregon-Missouri in a playoff game Friday night in Oregon at 8 o'clock. And then Saturday, you could have FSU-Oklahoma at noon. Georgia Penn State at four and Ohio State Ole Miss at eight how fun would that be I know we don't need the 12 teams in the playoff and I know it's going to water down the regular season but as I mentioned the playoff committee already told you based on this 14 playoff that the regular season was sort of kind of watered down uh, and diminished anyway because it all came down to conference championship Saturday so we could have that this weekend instead we've got to wait a year we're gonna have some bowl games and you're gonna have a crappy NFL Saturday this is the week the NFL moves on Saturday so the Vikings will play at the Bengals on this Saturday Steelers at Colts and Broncos and Lions none of those games hit the same way the winner go home college football Saturday will go in the first round of the playoffs and the cool thing is that's only the first round you'll have four more games the following week all we have to do is wait a year from now all right one more story I wanted to touch on I don't know if you guys heard but Shohei Otani signed a deal with the Dodgers it didn't get much attention 10 years, 700 million bucks. Now, Otani's deal includes unprecedented deferrals, including the majority of his salary, which was apparently Shohei Otani's idea. Shohei wanted to mitigate the CBT, which is the luxury tax, and the cash flow burdens to let the, uh, burdens to let the Dodgers have flexibility to be more competitive. Now, his contract, Otani, will pay him the 700 million. It's just a matter of when and how much will be deferred. He gets more than 300 million more than the previous Major League Baseball record for a deal. If you care about his finances, uh, Otani will have to pay 37% federal taxes, 13% California state taxes, 
2.3% Medicare and Medicare surcharges. So all in all, he's going to pay 53, almost 54% in federal and payroll taxes. So he might only walk with about, I don't know, $330 million. It's tough news on Shohei. I do think the uh, the Blue Jays got worked in this deal. I don't believe the Blue Jays were ever going to be Shohei's choice. But all those rumors of Shohei going to Toronto and being on a plane that turned out to be false, I think that upped the uh, the final number. By gosh, I don't know how much. Is it an extra $50 million, $100 million? I don't know. But the Dodgers were not, in their mind, going to be outbid or last minute have somebody sneak in and get Shohei when they thought they were getting him all along. Now, how does that affect the Braves? It really doesn't. I mean, the Braves, to me, still have a deeper roster. I think the Dodgers' big three of Shohei, Mookie Betts, and Freddie Freeman is a really good comp to the Braves' top three of Ronald Acuna, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson. But I think the Braves' depth in their everyday nine is still better than the Dodgers. And from a value standpoint, the Braves were never going to do that with Shohei. As my guy Brent Rollins pointed out in 2024 alone, Ronald Acuna, Ozzie Albies, Austin Riley, and Matt Olson will make a combined $67 million. Shohei Otani will make $70 million. Oh, by the way, Braves fans, you'll get to see Shohei and the Dodgers September 13th through the 16th at Truist Park. September 13th through the 16th at Truist Park. One more note, the Braves did make a deal. Actually, they made two over the weekend. They acquired infielder David Fletcher and catcher Max Stassi in a trade with the Angels on Friday that sent first baseman Evan White and right-handed reliever Tyler Thomas to uh, the Angels. Now, remember, Evan White was picked up as part of the uh, Jared Kelnick deal to kind of eat his salary. The next day on Saturday, the Braves sent Max Stasi in cash to the White Sox for a player to be named later. Uh, Evan White was owed $15 million over the next two years, so the Braves moved that. David Fletcher's owed $12.5 million over the next two years, and Max Stasi was owed $7 million in 2024. So the Braves did throw some cash in. We'll get the final accounting on how these deals cleaned up some of the excess payroll. And this, again, all related to the Jared Kelnick deal when the Braves added him to try to figure out left field. Busy weekend, a lot of stuff, good times, and I appreciate you guys spending your Monday with us. If you would do me the favor of hitting subscribe right now wherever you're listening, if you're a first-timer or somebody who listens every now and again, you'll guarantee the pot is waiting for you each and every morning at 10 a.m. if you subscribe on any podcast platform. I'll talk to you guys later on this afternoon at 2 o'clock on 680 The Fan in Atlanta, We're back here tomorrow for the next edition of The Daily Ten. Subscribe to The Daily Ten now and get the latest breaking news and biggest stories of the day every morning. Get more at 680thefan.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google, or wherever you get your favorite shows. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility, and it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, We are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. 
watches, and whiskey. Do I have your attention? <laughs> this is Jonathan Geller at D. Geller & Son Jewelers, and we're celebrating summer and Father's Day with something we've never done before. This Saturday, we'll have Atlanta's biggest and best selection of new and pre-owned Swiss watches under each of our roofs. We're talking fan favorites like Tissot and Omega, showstoppers from Rolex, and it gets better. With help from Old Fourth Distillery, we're providing complimentary whiskey tastings while you browse. It's this Saturday, June 8th, in all three D. Geller & Son showrooms. Learn more at dgeller.com.